This is a call to all current and aspiring entrepreneurs. How you market your business can be the difference between whether or not you succeed online. But don't worry, we're here to help with current strategies, tips, and tricks that you can apply to your online business or business idea. This is the EMJ Podcast with your host, Matt Hepburn. This is episode nine of the EMJ Podcast, and I'm your host, Matt Hepburn. Today on the EMJ Podcast, we're joined by Mike Blumenthal, the godfather of local SEO and local search. Mike is going to talk to us about his 20-year-plus career in local search, and I highly suggest that you buckle up. There's going to be tons of insights here. This is going to be great. Hey, Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Always Absolutely. a pleasure. Absolutely. Um, so I'll, I'll just get right to it so with, with the questions, because uh, I know your time's valuable. So uh, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about uh, when you started in local about 20 years ago, uh, mm -hmm. what got you started in in uh, in local and, and your passion about that? Um, so in some ways, I've been in local my whole life. I grew up in a retail business, a local retail business run by my family. We decided to close that in 2001 after 50 some years of being open. I got into building websites and it became clear to this, this is 2000, 2001. It became clear that without that, these websites that I was building for local agencies and local businesses would have no visibility if I didn't get into SEO and local SEO, i.e. optimizing them for the local market. And so I learned SEO in 2000, 2001. And when Google Maps came out in 2005, I was astounded because over the years of being in retail business, I had built up a tremendous resentment against the Yellow Pages company and their use of FUD, for those of you who don't remember what FUD is, fear, uncertainty, and doubt as a selling technique as opposed to right. consultative selling. And so when Google Maps came out, I was, I threw away all my phone books, did all my prospecting with Google Maps, with Google Local, wasn't integrated with Maps, and I couldn't figure out why nobody was writing about it. So when it integrated Google Local with Google Maps in 2006, and I started writing about it. I didn't get any business in local at the time. I was still doing web development. And, but I became friends with all the people who were looking at local, Bill Slavsky, Matt McGee, David Mem, Will Scott, Mary Bowling. And those people largely defined, helped define the rest of my life so far. Yeah, so that, that's, that's wonderful. So, um, did you have, uh, what type of challenges did you have when you were first kind of transitioning over to local with the agency? Um, and it was Google Places back then, right? Um, it was before Google Places. It was called oh. local Google Local Business Center. Um, oh, I hadn't even ever heard of that one. So that's... Yeah, it preceded Places. Well, the, it, it really was never an issue for me. I had no income from my Google Local writing or my research or my relationships for almost five years after I started in a local, but I was doing it as a side gig because I really loved the technology. I loved exploring how it worked and I was making enough money building websites and integrating my knowledge into these websites that it didn't matter that I wasn't making any money. Um, so I spent five years basically studying before I got my first job. Uh, so I don't know if that's a problem. I guess it might be if you're trying to <laughs> you put food on the table. Um, fortunately, I had another way of putting food on the table. And so I was able to 
spend, even though probably 30 or 40% of my time researching local, I was able to, you know, cover that with my other work. So income was the initial issue. Ultimately, you know, I became sort of recognized broadly and clients came to me. I never had a lead form. I never did any active marketing of myself, but clients sort of self-selected came to me and found me. So it became very much an inbound. Uh, it, yeah. That talks to your expertise and, and, you know, publishing wildly on that. Um, I know, uh, uh, we've had uh, a bunch of pe uh, local people uh, talk about that recently about you know becoming an expert and why that's important in the niche. Um, the problems resulted at that point was that I didn't like doing the nitty gritty day in and day out drudgery of local, mm -hmm. uh, and I was only one person, so you can't. There's only so many hours in the week, and I was spending them on mundane tasks instead of doing the things I love to do, which was research and learn. Right. So the bigger prop, the problems cropped up once I started selling my consulting services and I didn't have an effective agency model. The idea of a retainer was a bit, you know, a lot of retainers, you get paid monthly and a lot of agencies don't do anything for that. So that was a bit of an anathema to me. Um, so I, you know, ran into this problem where I, I was tapped out in terms of both energy and sure. time. Yeah, you can't clone yourself. So, you know, Correct. how do you how do you uh, build the agency up and teach other people that you you know with processes? Right. 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 Yeah, and I didn't want to run an agency. I'd run a big business with fifty employees that we closed in two thousand one, and I found the being a boss was unpleasant. And I didn't enjoy that either. So <laughs> I didn't want to run an agency. Right. So uh, what were your, your aha moments or your breakthroughs uh, with local through the whole, through the 20 years? What would you say were your biggest, you know, uh, whether it was uh, the changing landscape or um, ranking factors or what what would you say was the biggest so, change that you figured out? One big aha moment was, you know, learning how to read the Google patents and working with Bill Slosky to better understand them and realize that this was how local worked and still works this way. I, you can, I can show you writings from 2006, 2007, where and conversations with Bill, where we were exploring what the patents meant and how that related to local. And you see much the same algorithm at play day. So that was one big moment. The other big moment was when I realized that partnering with other people smarter than me was the best way to both <laughs> free me to do the things I like to do, right. to have more fun and to not worry. Like, you know, somehow in a family business, it was full of stress my partners who were my relatives, you know, treated money differently than I did. It often ended up in their pocket and that was stressful. And I found that if you find really good partners, so this, this is a bigger ah than any ranking information, any ranking learnings. If you find really good partners with whom to create a business, work in a business, you, you, you don't have to work as hard. You can work a lot smarter and you can work and you can sleep at night because you know that mm. that the people you've chosen have as much integrity as you do, or hopefully they do. And and so it, it works better. So finding great partners 
was really key. That that's that that's uh, really great knowledge. I, I I think that actually you started going over to lo- making th- programs like Local U and and more educational for the public. Is that kind of does that tie into you know giving you more time uh, by you know instead of doing agency work but teaching um, with that so, platform? Th- uh, we started. Mary Bowling and David Mim and I were invited to speak at SMX New York in 2000, late 2009. And we all agreed that the knowledge was being sort of kept in New York City at these expensive conferences, wasn't being made available to small businesses. Having been a small business, being a small business, we all, you know, I recognized and, and lauded David Mim and Mary for being interested in taking local you out to the mid-major towns, Grand Rapids, Birmingham, Alabama, those kinds of places. But it was a side gig to my now two jobs, which was building websites and local consulting, and wasn't profitable for the first three or four or five years. It was very difficult to come into a marketplace where none of us had the name recognition that we had nationally and put on a seminar series at the low price. We charged $99 and be profitable. Um, It took us a long time to figure out that model and figure out a way to make it profitable. So for the first three or four years, it, it was a labor of love, not a labor of, it didn't free up time. It, it, it was was a side gig. It took a lot of time, but it was fun. I mean, we, 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 you know, we would use it as an opportunity. David Mim and I and Mary and Will Scott and Matt McGee and Aaron Wykey and Mike Ramsey and uh, others would use it as an opportunity to get together, eat good food and drink good drink. Right. And so we had a lot of pleasure out of it. And it allowed us to establish this protocol where we paid all the speakers. I mean, one of the things about the speaking world that we that was very real was um, we were asked to, you know, as a speaker, fly to New York City, get an expensive hotel room, take time off work, and create great content for the benefit of whoever was putting on the the training. And we weren't being paid for that. And one of the things we wanted to do with Local U was to be sure that we prioritized paying the speakers for the time and effort. Not that you could ever really, if cover their time and effort. But what we said to speakers was, it's got to be original content. It's got to be new. Can't have been presented before. We know it's going to take you a long time, but we will pay you. We'll pay your transportation, your hotel, your food, and and an honorarium for that work. And uh, it was a good learning because it it basically forced us to prioritize that in our budgeting and everything else we did. So it often meant that we stayed in cheap hotels or we had, you know, less than the best food um, and we didn't have big parties, but it meant that we got great content and we created great friendships. And the attendees attendees had to love that, right? So. Yes, they did. And the way we made this successful was two, two ways. One, we partnered with local chambers of commerce, the Better Business Bureau in Dallas, for example, or the uh, SCORE in Austin. These groups helped us build credibility. And then we often uh, 
backsided them with agency training. So where we would charge much more for the day. And it, between the two events, at the time in 2011, 2012, we were able to break even because Google sponsored the project for the small businesses. And then when we did the second event for agencies, we were able to actually you know, start making some money, but it took some years to figure out. So we continue to do the small business ones at not very high profit margins, but between the Google sponsorship kept us alive. And then by adding the agency training in, we were able to actually start making some money 2013, 2014. Sounds like a course. Uh, it might be. I, you know, yeah, I'm more interested in helping businesses. No, I know, but I mean, it than, sounds, than sounds, training them in that. Aspect, yeah, I know, but, but I mean, just just sounds like uh, a lot of learnings that you that you guys had to take in and how to make something profitable, right? So, um, and again, profit wasn't ever. Our, I mean, one of the things I learned in closing a business was that. Profit isn't the reason that you get up in the morning. It isn't right. the reason that you put on the hat and open the door. It's kind of like air. You need it to stay alive, but it's not why you wake up. You you hopefully have love in your life. You have companionship. You have other you know relationships in your life. And business is much the same way. You don't, we never ran local you with an eye towards making a lot of money. We made enough money that we could keep going and not feel, and feel like we could pay speakers, all that sort of thing, but not, it was never the primary goal. And I think that's the other learning that I took away from both failing at business majorly. And when I closed the family business and businesses along the way is that it, it, it isn't enough reason to run a business. It is not fulfilling enough if you're running it just for the money. It, right. It's a you very need a hollow. Yeah. You need a passion. Absolutely. And so yeah, that's that's beautiful. Did uh, did you want to talk a little bit about uh, Joy uh, transitioning? Uh, a local um, yeah, well, Joy, bef Joy. before that, let me talk about Gather Up because yeah, through, absolutely. Through, I was through local U. Yep, uh, I made friends with Don Campbell, and Don was uh, at one of my events where I spoke about a consulting relationship I had with a client who needed reputation improvement and how we built a survey tool that helped them understand whether customers happy or not happy and then mm -hmm. help them ask the happy ones and uh for reviews and funnel the unhappy ones into a customer service a customer support and then funnel them back into the review process and don i tried to build that product in 2011 and failed, or 2012, I guess, and failed. And Don started building that product, that idea, that consulting idea into a product. Uh, so uh, out of Local U and out of this training became came this relationship with Don Campbell, who is, you know, like David and Mary and all the other people at Local U, super high integrity human being and with whom I started Gather Up. So out of the good things that were local, you came a better thing, which is this reputation system called at the time, get five stars, which is now known as gather up. That, that's what I, yeah, that's when I knew it as. And uh, that also just reinforced the idea that great partners that could do things that I couldn't do, i.e., you know, manage the software building process, which I didn't have any skills at, and help manage the designers for the software, those sorts of partnerships. And from that then, as GatherUp grew, as Get Five Stars grew, we hired, or I encouraged Don to hire 
Aaron Wykey, who was at that time a, a local youth speaker. And it was clear to me that he had a great number of talents. And he really, you know, brought a whole level of capability to to get five stars. We rebranded together up under his guidance and he helped, you know, really build out all of our teams and our processes and really set us up for success and ultimately sale. Uh, so, um, you know, joy became clear you know, during all this, I started winding down my consulting. I kept it always as a side project, but working more on gather up and left local U as somewhat of a side project, even though I was the CEO or whatever of its managing director or something. Um, throughout all that, and it became clear in 2015, 2016, as gather up was taking off that, you know, joy had become very, very knowledgeable and local. And she was one of the best sort of tacticians in local that I had identified. And so we encouraged her to share articles with local U and to speak at local U and sort of become part of what we were doing at local U, which was a lot of fun. It was, you know, uh, as we sort of engaged with agencies more, it became these three times a year where you'd get to see all the people that you really wanted to see and interact right. with. And these people became friends and, uh, you know, lifelong sources of, of information and sharing. And so anyways, in 2019, uh, as Joy was sort of striking out on her own, uh, Mary and I had a conversation with her. I think it was at a local U advanced in Santa Monica, where she we expressed an interest. Mary was thinking of retiring at the time. Um, I'm going to retire one day after I die. Um, <laughs> I know that and feeling. <laughs> she expressed some interest in, in buying it. And yeah. I felt like if anybody in the industry could um, bring a level of excellence to the topic and level yeah. of integrity to the topic of local and not shill it uh, the way uh, it was joy. And so we, the conversations proceeded and before the end of 2019, just before the pandemic, we closed uh, on both local U and simultaneously sold Gather Up in the same time frame to Alpine Software Group, which was a, a P firm that was rolling up some uh, local productivity apps. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. Uh, I actually, Joy is going to be on the show tomorrow, so oh good. Um, so I'll talk to her a little bit more. Um, could you talk about how uh, Near Media came into being and, you know, how they help businesses? So I uh, was winding, I maintained a, a relationship with Gather Up for several years after we closed and certainly have maintained my relationship with Local U, but I was looking for uh, new avenues to explore. And it struck me as I was winding down with Gather Up uh, that the information gap in local was large, that 
what there used to be some organizations that did a good job of covering sort of the strategic side of local right the, um and i think local does a great job of covering the tactical side but there was this gap in sort of looking at the strategic aspects of um of local and i reached out to greg sterling and david mim and um both expressed an interest in exploring the idea so uh for the first year of that you know we basically we started a newsletter three times a week that i think is one of the best sort of combinations of of strategy tactics uh, looking at commerce social and search through the lens of local i think it's one of the best newsletters going greg writes that um and we've been slowly developing products we uh that we can scale and make more widely available mm -hmm. um tba uh we're in the midst of sort of working through those and we hope to have something that people can actually see or touch in the next three or four months so it's taken a while to get to that point mm -hmm. but we're, we're very close so right now we're primarily just you know analyzing local from every which way and i you'll see some very original and unusual content in our newsletter as well as on our website it's fantastic if you could go back and change something or change something now in the local ecosystem uh what might that be i i i don't know i i'm not very good at or i don't very much dwell on things past mm -hmm. i don't see the past as anything other than informing the present that's right um and so for me the question is what can i do going forward not what would yeah. i have changed in the past so i i'm i mean there's so many inflection points um but they are what they are and the present is the present so mm -hmm. i mean i'm much more about let's look at what we can change going forward or what can we do better today than i am about what should i or could i or would i have changed 10 years ago right i mean i've had a great life i wouldn't have changed anything in my life in the sense that i've enjoyed every minute of it hey i may have gone broke a couple times i may have been in a ball on my bed immobilized in depression because of that but in the end i learned that you know when you run a business if you usually nobody dies if it fails and you can wake up the next day and you put one foot in front of the other you can move on you know right so i'm not sure i would change anything as painful as some of those things were good life lessons so um hard but good life lessons so um what do you see uh in 2023 what's on the horizon for uh near media and blumenthal's so uh i've winded down my writing at blumenthal's and write primarily at near media just uh, because i want to give near media my voice as it were right. um you know i'm doing a lot of research in both apple and google because i think at this point in time they are the only two players in local apple being lesser of one but one with potential uh, everybody else has been pretty much neutered by the google juggernaut um so my writing from Blumenthal's has moved over. I'm still doing some small business consulting with lawyers and other small businesses in various topics. I do business consulting with a number of 
legal agents, legal groups, and just help small businesses out. I spend a lot of my time volunteering in the Google forums where I find it fascinating because it's a, a, and I report on this at Near Media, it's a view into the bugs and the world that Google has created through its AI first approach to local mm -hmm. and their unwillingness to support their decisions with real business, real support. So right. I report on that and analyze that at Near Media. And hopefully with Near Media, uh, we, like I said, we will be moving forward with some very advanced tools and abilities for businesses to better understand either their specific place in local for multi-location chains, as well as understanding the greater ecosystem. Um, but for now, right now, I'm I'm putting my focus on those Google and Apple and trying to help others understand how Google functions, which despite me, I, I've often seen myself as sitting at the in a triangle with Google on one side, small businesses on the other point of the triangle, and me sort of between them trying to explain each to the other. Because Google doesn't get small business, small business doesn't get Google. And I see myself as a translator in that sort of project. Well, I, I love that that uh, description. Um, so uh, I think that's that's uh, an amazing journey that you've been on, and um, uh, we hopefully look, with a few more days left. Yes, ab absolutely, and, and we look forward to hearing uh, more from what's in in near media and uh, looking at these tools. And um, so I look forward to uh, seeing what we got in twenty twenty three. All right. Well, I will share it with you in 2024 if you'll have me back. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. All right. Have a great day. Thanks. Are you ready to break through to accelerate online business growth? Then join our email list at emjpodcast.com so we can keep you up to date with the latest strategies, tips, and tricks that you'll want to know. Also, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. This is the EMJ Podcast with Matt Hepburn, and we'll see you next time.